a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Greenhouse. Expert tips for flowers, trees, gardens, and soil. Our hosts are Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis on KSL News Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse on uh, this beautiful, cold winter day. Finally seeing some sunshine. I'm not sure if we're going to see it through the clouds today, Tom. Well, hopefully uh, a bit of a break. Yeah, I would really appreciate some sunshine. I need to melt more snow <laughs> off my street. Yeah, we do have a lot of uh, another listener that's complaining about the breakage of plants uh, due to all of that heavy snow. We wanted to start the 9 o'clock hour, however, and talk about plant catalogs. A lot of people are kind of doing a little bit of research and what they want to plant this coming season. And tell us about the best ways to look at these plant catalogs. How do we read them? What are some of the things that we need to really look out for? Well, there a lot of these have gone online, but you can still get paper copies. And this will apply to both shopping online and from a catalog because I, you know, it's becoming kind of, I think, not really a dying art, but people ordering from actual paper catalogs when you can just hop online, you know, the ease of that. But it applies either way. So on your plant catalogs, I, you love to see them show up. You know, it's January and there's lots of snow that we don't like. But they only Dave, show up for those yes. people who have been ordering yes. from plant catalogs. Yeah, and they only None show are up showing up at my door. Yeah, so... What I I love looking through them at all the cool plants. You know, they have vegetables, they have flowers, they have trees and shrubs. But sometimes you need to be a little bit careful about what you're doing because some of the more disreputable ones will actually change plant names. So you don't know exactly what it is. You know, they might take red maple and all of a sudden change it to a scarlet, you know, whatever tree. And you just, you need to be a little careful. And so if you are not familiar with the name or it doesn't list a Latin name, then that's one thing that you really need to be cautious of because you sometimes can get hoodwinked into planting something like Star of Bethlehem, which is a beautiful flower, but it just takes over your yard, literally. And so you've got to be careful and look up. If you're not familiar with it, look it up online or in books to see if you can learn more about it. Because when it says very vigorous, very 
fast growing, those are actually caution words. Yes, warning. 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 You know, <laughs> if I read in a tree description, you know, there was a company selling what they're calling aus trees, A-U-S, mm-hmm. like implying they were native to Australia. And all they were were hybrid cottonwoods or hybrid willows that they use in the paper industry to make cheap paper that grow six to ten feet a year. And they will take Whoa. over your yard. Six to ten feet a year? Yes. Yes. Oh. And so you need to be super careful with a lot of this stuff. And so I found a fact sheet from West Virginia Extension. And I've become a little more familiar with a few of their horticulturists. Mm-hmm. And they actually do a great job. You know, they're a smaller state like we are, limited resources. But this fact sheet is how to dissect what's in the plant catalogs. And so, you know, days to maturity, days uh, direct sow, indoor sow, you know, and these are terms that new gardeners may not know the definition because when it says direct sow, that means to just plant it in your garden of seeds. But if it says indoor sow, that means you have to plant it inside ahead of time so that you can plant it in your garden. Mm-hmm. And these are terms you may have not you know, been familiar with as a reader. And so it goes through all of this. If it's an F1 hybrid, F2 hybrid. What does you, that mean? Well, they when they cross the plants... They will take two strains of tomatoes. And so I'd almost like it to people. It's been trendy lately to do like a, a cocker spaniel and a poodle, you know, a, and do all these strange dog breed mixes. They're all dogs, but they look a little different. So in the plant world, you can take strains from the same species and cross them and you will get what's called a hybrid. And so... It's the F1 and the F2. Yeah, the F1 means first generation or second generation hybrid. okay. Going back to high school botany. Mm -hmm. And and so it just means what generation it is or how far removed from the initial hybrid. F1 would be the seed produced from the initial cross. F2 is what's coming from the... that seedling. So, I mean, this is stuff that sometimes isn't important, but sometimes is. Well, is is. F2 not as good as F1? It depends on what you're doing. It's just very situational. (laughs) So, I mean, there's other terms in here, indeterminate plants. Mm -hmm. You know, when people plant tomatoes, most people plant indeterminate, like a celebrity that gets three feet high and wide. But an indeterminate plant would be like a cherry tomato or others that get six or eight feet and they produce tomatoes on new growth continuously. And so they that will happen in other plants. But a lot of these terms, if you don't know the difference, you can get into trouble. Mm-hmm. So this is a fairly thorough fact sheet that we should have, had, which I think is posted. And it just goes through everything in those gardening catalogs and then it suggests a few reliable places to order online or get their seed catalogs. You know, Johnny's, Burpees, Norris Farms, Park Seed, Gurney's, Adams County. These are all 
ones we've talked about on the greenhouse show. And there's many others, you know, totally tomatoes and park Hill and wayside gardens. You know, this is just a smattering of them, but it's just one of those things that when you start ordering plants, it's really important to do your homework ahead of time so that you don't get into trouble. Okay. And yes, uh, the post is up on the KSL greenhouse Facebook page. So you can take a look at that article and also the post is up your video from last hour uh, talking about the snake plant if for folks would like to check that out as well. So So one other thing on these is that some of these companies will specialize in like Johnny's lets anybody order from them, but they, they specialize in commercial growers. You know, you could just be like a backyard grower and selling at a market, or you could be a major garden center, but the stuff Johnny sells is intended for commercial growers and they assume that you already have some knowledge. Mm. And so it's not that it's hard to figure out what they're talking about, but if you order from someplace like Burpee or Gurney's or Park Seed, you know, especially Gurney and Burpee, they are more of a consumer oriented and have maybe a little bit more consumer friendly websites and catalogs. And so, but all of these, you know, it's fun sometimes to see their focus, you know, where Johnny's is, you know, trying to be for commercial growers and say like Wayside Gardens specializes in hard to find, sometimes heirloom, you know, way new varieties that nobody else has. And so everyone has their niche and it's just fun to go see what they have. Shop around. Shop around, yes. All right. So check out the article on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. Our phone lines are open, 801-575-8255. You can also text us your questions at 57500. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless and I will never understand it I will never accept it I'm Amy Donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast The Letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Shaleos, Tom Bettis with you. Number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. You can text us your questions at 57500. Let's go back to our texters. Uh, the next texter would like to know, uh, this is a person who was talking about their experiencing breakage from the snow like I am. Uh, and they would like some suggestions for best plants along the side of their property line that are about... Uh, four to five feet that are not slim but give good coverage. Is there that enough information are for you? Many. S- some of the newer nine barks that uh, will get five or six feet, they're powdery mildew resistant, have a really nice red color. Mm-hmm. The foliage is red during the summer. You can give them a light haircut a t- couple of times a season to keep them really bushy. 
those would be good. Um, there are like the golden privet is another one. Now that one, it says five or six feet. Mm -hmm. It will get bigger. So you will need to use renewal pruning, but it's very fast growing and very dense. That would be another one they could look at. The dogwoods have several that get into the five to six feet uh, area. So variegated dogwood is one that they could look at. They could look at Isanti. Dogwood is another one that gets five or six feet. Those are very fast growing. Dwarf Arctic willow will get six to eight feet. That might be another one. They have a blue color to them. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. All right. Next listener says they have indoor Christmas plants, three amaryllis. One bloomed three days ago. The others just have leaves. Um, they have paper whites with just leaves and a Christ- Christmas cactus with no flowers. Should they still hope or store them for next year or start completely over? Start with the amaryllis. These are kind of each separate. The amaryllis are not flowering because they didn't get enough sunlight or enough light. So they've put their leaves out. They're still alive. And if they put them off to the side of a bright window, you know, through the next several months, then sometime in September, October of next year, cut those leaves back, probably September, and then put them back in the basement, a dark room somewhere for eight to 10 weeks, bring them back out. I'll bet you if they got them enough sunlight, then they would flower next year, and I would still work with them. Okay, so don't give up on the amaryllis. Paper whites, though. What's wrong with them? They haven't flowered either. Be patient. Get them in a bright location. And if they were saved from last year, they may not have enough energy to bloom again. And so put them in a bright location. Let them grow. When they start to wilt down and go dormant, save them through the summer and replant them in November, December next year. I think you can still work with them, but it sounds like a lack of light. Yeah, paper whites are a little bit more difficult than amaryllis. They are, and the paper whites are usually inexpensive, and you can buy new ones if they don't work out. That's what I did last year, yeah. Now, the Christmas cactus. It may not be a Christmas cactus, right? It could be a Thanksgiving cactus. It could be Christmas. It could be Easter. If it's Easter cactus, it won't bloom until March, usually maybe April. And you just leave it near a, in a bright location near a cool window. Now, we happened to put together a video on Christmas cactus last week, mm-hmm. before two, Christmas, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And we go through how to get them to bloom. But the trick is, is a dark, not really, I say, I say drafty, but not dark, a drafty window. You want those to get to around 50 degrees at night on the side facing the window. You expose them to that temperature for eight to 10 weeks and you'll start to see buds form. And then you turn it 180 degrees and a lot of the newer ones, you can keep blooming most of the winter. If it's an older one, it may only bloom around Thanksgiving or around Christmas, but they still need that same treatment to induce blooming. Yeah. I've put one by my entry windows. I have one up in my, uh, in a bedroom and an east facing, but it's on the windowsill. So it'll get that those colder temperatures. Yeah, I mean, over the holiday break, we have had one that was just gorgeous. And I had one of those uh uh-oh moments because I hadn't scheduled anybody to come in and water all the houseplants. And so I made a trip up to the office and it was still alive, but it wilted down a bit and dropped all of its flower buds. So I watered it and it's starting to look a little more happy, but it's probably done for the season. Mm -hmm. I was a little sad. If I would have been a day or two earlier, it would have 
Right. Uh, next person says, how do I find a qualified arborist? Uh, Utah Community Forest Council has a list of eight or ten of them. So if you just Google UCFC and Utah, it will bring it up. Uh, some local garden centers can refer you to qualified arborists also. Okay. Uh, next listener would like to know when to start heirloom indeterminate tomato seeds indoors for outdoor planting in North Ogden. First of April. I A lot of times it'll say eight weeks, but that seems to be just a little too long. So you're trying to time a mid-April planting or mid-May planting. So the first of April, about six weeks, because those indeterminate tomatoes can be aggressive. And eight weeks seems to be just a little too long. And so around the 1st of April is great. Get your seeds now because they may be sold out when you want to plant. Mm. All right. And the phone lines are open. The number for you to call 801-575-8255. You can also text us at 57500. So this time of year, do you still get many questions from folks at the USU? The questions slow down a little bit. We get questions about house plants and then people planning for the future or questions I didn't get around to asking. You know, those are the main three groups, but what we're getting right now are questions on like the leaves didn't fall off the trees. Someone mentioned earlier, we're getting questions on why house plants are suffering. Then uh, some other ones that people are asking, you know, how am I going to plan my yard for continued drought? Because even though so far we've been wet, five to seven years, you don't remedy that in one year. And the regulations are not going to go away because of population growth. And so we do get a lot of questions about smart landscaping, you know, what trees can you use that work well in the climate. Right. We've gone to a lot of work in our yard, you know, to plan this water-wise landscaping. And then we get all this snow. The snarky part of me was like, oh, yeah, now I've planned all this water-wise land. But it's smart landscaping, no matter what the conditions are. It is, because during wet times, you can turn your irrigation off. And the things will be fine, but when you have to turn it on, if you plant, and I'm not talking we need to look like the West Desert, Mm -hmm. but just more water-wise plants, you know, they look beautiful, but you water half as much. Right. And the number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. We're going to take a break for the bottom of the hour news. You can also text us your questions at 57500. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.